Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You are looking live at the final CHGO Bears After Dark for 2022. I might get emotional. Uh, it could get a little. This is uh, anything's possible tonight. We are presented as always by our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. That's America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use that promo code CHGO when you sign up. $5 bet on any NFL game. Next thing you know, you've got $150 in free bets and you're best friends with Gary Ross and William Kane. And uh, Kane and Ross, <laughs> I would say that I'm 78% responsible for being late today. The loafs. Hey, he's working hard. So no love. I'm working hard for, for the my money. money. Working hard for the money. Cause so the Blackhawks are playing the blues. Don't forget right. post game tonight. Yeah, it's gonna be a good one tonight. <laughs> Cheers. Uh, I've got a a Bull City 312. And I got, got the brick juice. You got the brick juice. Um, Steven has moved me and Braggs away from each other for fear of too much contact during the show. That's okay. <laughs> Braggs, you want to answer? Get, we're, we're talking to literally oh, every, shot. everybody, who, everybody who texts tonight is getting it talked to. Uh, did you need the extra shot? No. I mean, I took, I took a nice little fireball shot. Third Rail Tavern right, right across from our studios here on Madison. So, you know, feeling good. Just wanted to get loose. What, what? Wanted to have some fun. Last one of the 2022 season. 2023 is upon us. 23 is my lucky number. It's Chicago's lucky number. We just passed 23,000 subscribers on CHGO's YouTube. Thank you. It's our lucky number, and it's going to be a good year. I'm telling you, 23 has always been Chicago's. Michael Jordan, Devin Devin Hester, Hester, Ryan Sandberg. Keep going. Jermaine Dye. Wow. World Series MVP. Robin Ventura. There's a good one. Jerry Azuma. Who's zooming who? Yeah. I mean, mean, who else? You got any more 23s? Those are the ones that come off the top of the rip. Kyle Fuller. I, I'm I'm coming up short. You did a great job. Those are the 23s that I come mean, off the top of the head here. Uh, I'm trying to think of any. Somebody said something. Jake Flanagan said something Jake deep in the distance. <laughs> Chris Versteeg. I'm not the hockey guy here. Versteeg. We got the hockey guys over here. Was it was that cup number two Mario for Versteeg? Or cup no- version two cup, right? I, I get a point for that. Because he had two different numbers? That's a depth. No, I'm just saying oh, he was, he was, he was, he on was the only se- on the second He was team. on the second right, cup team. Right. They won, the Blackhawks won th- 
See, I knew it. 32. Oh, reverse okay. 23. 32 and okay. 23. Sean Gale is a good call by Chicago's finest. Sean Gale. Yes, that's absolutely 23, right. 23. When you wear 23 in this city, something special happens. Bear great Lamar Jackson. Great call by William Kane. That's, a, that's absolutely true. Lamar Jackson was big time <laughs> in that number. Seriously, shouldn't we, shouldn't we have some standards on all teams for wearing that number in this city? Considering well, it should be protected. I mean, when a Bulls player tries to wear number one, everyone freaks out. And to me, 23 should be protected across the board for all teams. You shouldn't just be handing right. that number out to right. anyone. Right, got a retirement soldier. Well, you know... They, they've, the Bears have already retired too many numbers. I've gone on this yeah, ramp before. I think they should unretire some of we're gonna, the we're, we're working on early fifties numbers. But at the same time, at least you know, uh, you know, um, ring of ring of honor at the very least for some of these. There, that's all we need. Hey, Tiff, Tiff, we see you, my friend. Kevin Warren has only been a Big Ten commissioner for two years. He has so much power there. The Kevin Warren is the big story of the day for yep. sure. Adam Hogue is going to join us. In about seven minutes, uh, Hogue had a great piece that you should read at allchgo.com, really underlining Warren's history with the Minnesota Vikings, chief operating officer, been with the Vikings for 15 years, worked in the NFL for 21 years, instrumental in building their state-of-the-art stadium, yep. which, of course, is what the Bears, business-wise, is by far number one on their agenda. Also was huge with building their practice facility, which doesn't matter much because the Bears have a great practice facility. But alongside that practice facility, which I did not know about, shout-out to Hogue, uh, they built a whole community that people are living in, which is another thing the Bears want to do in Arlington Heights. For the record, by the way, because for those who follow the show, my diehards out there, I have been in contact with the mayor's office, and I talked to the mayor's office at length for the, the longest part yesterday. So I'm working on having just been a, working a, on this all year. I, so this yeah. Is, this is Playing the long game. I like it. Yeah, so I, I'm – well, I'm finally moving the needle in a way that's getting a little more exciting for me. But so uh, I'm not – obviously, if we're going to be real for one minute on Bears After Dark, the <laughs> chance of me saving the Bears at Chicago is probably less than 1%. However, we're going to – I'm looking forward to having an all-encompassing conversation with the mayor about her journey being the mayor and, of course, the Bears and and where she sees that's at and if there is anything that we can come up with. I've already put my – so this, we're, in the, we're, hey. we're, 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 we're moving forward. I mean, I'm against you on this effort, but no, I not. support you, really? you in your endeavors. Why are you against me on this effort? Let's because have a fight I right want now. it to go to Arlington Why? Heights. Because I like the idea of it going Why? There. Because we went to the town hall meeting. They laid it out. It looks very nice. But we've had tailgates right down the street. Have we not had a great time? We had a great time. Honestly, like and that's like the highlight of our friendship. <laughs> well, I, I would say, I mean, we've had some great highlights. I mean, the tailgates are certainly up there, no question. But what if, what's been a better highlight than the tailgates? Well, I'm willing I mean, to have, I'm willing we to had have. an enchanting dinner. It's a good dinner, night. me, you, and Seth Marks. Great Seth, dinner. Seth, I mean, it was a great Not as dinner. good as the tailgate. I prefer the tailgate. The town hall meeting. Town Hall was, was good. Very prefer, nice. Prefer the tailgate. It was the start of something very special between the two of us. You threw a bouquet of marriage at the tailgate to people who were coming out to celebrate CHGO. <laughs> that was that was huge. But okay, back on track here. Kevin Warren's a very interesting name. Yeah. 
it has gone. If you read Hogue's piece, and I, I it, it's gone a little bit sideways with how he handled the football season and sh- trying to shut it down, and then Justin Fields, which is a very interesting connection. Uh, that yeah, Fields, that's what I want to ask. Field, Fields Adam. petitioned Kevin Warren. Hey. Let's play football. We don't need to shut down the season. And they ended up playing football. And so, and then Fields ends up in the Big Ten Championship game against Northwestern. The Cats had a great game plan that day, held them down. Ohio State still wins the game because they were better. But it is a little bit of an interesting. That's like the only wrinkle in the whole thing because to me, it's a home run higher. But then when you bring up all that happened, and transpired with the COVID stuff, which he was thrown right into the fire on that when he first became, you know, the president of yeah. the Big Ten. So, you know, and for Justin Fields to be at the head of the petition, it's just an interesting dynamic. I'm sure it, like, if he does become president, it won't facilitate any kind of, you know, drama off the field. But at the same time, it is an interesting wrinkle of the whole story. Yeah, and I'll be honest, like, he seems like a very – solid reasonable hire but his history in being able to build a great practice facility and have houses for people could live in a community that is not going to excite me if unless people and we'll talk to Hogue in five minutes here if, if you were underlining he hired this great general manager he hired this great coach like the Bears need someone and maybe he'll just be on the business side, but that puts George McCaskey on the football evaluating side. And if Ryan Poles goes south, which fingers crossed he doesn't, who's making that hire? Is Kevin Warren qualified to do that? I would think he is. Yep. But I would I want to hear more about that versus he built. You know, he had this great stadium. I that's great. I want the Bears to have a good stadium. But what I really want is for the Bears to win a Super Bowl. I'd rather. I, I will sign up. Give me the shitty stadium and give me a Super Bowl. I'm in. Like, I maybe and and I know that people we want like, both. <laughs> I understand. We want both. And yeah, if you have a great stadium, you have more dollars in theory. But this is a salary cap league. It's not really going to make one iota of difference in the um, in the talent they can get. They have got to manage the cap. Everybody spends the same, so that part of it, yeah, I, I mean, really but, don't care. Are you good at identifying who should be in the power positions in your organization? That's who. That's what would excite me the most. I mean, I do think facilities attract free agents. You know, I mean, that's fair. They upgraded House Hall. You know, Ryan Pace was big on in that. You know, but everyone's got everyone's, that. everyone's got. But that's great. why the Bears needed to catch up to that. Yeah, but right, but so because like got I mean, these players come and play in the. You've been in the visitors' locker room, right, at Soldier Field, right? I, I mean, don't know if I ever have been. Maybe I have. It's been a like, long. Like it's time. not nice. Yeah. compared to like even the home side of the locker room at Soldier Field, which is compared to Dallas or other stadiums, is it nice? The the road team's locker room in Soldier Field is not nice. So that's an impression that free agents get when they come to Soldier Field, the, the playing surface, you know. And I, so to me, it is a big appeal or a part of the appeal, maybe, maybe not as big, money talks, right? Justin Fields talks for a free agent well, that wants to come here. But I do think if you have a state-of-the-art, you know, facility, stadium, Hallis Hall, everything else, 
that's going to help attract free agents here. And, you know, if they get Kevin Warren and he is a reason that Minnesota Stadium got built the way it did, to me, Minnesota Stadium is something we need to try to at least set the bar at. They have a, an amazing stadium. Carmen Vitale has said it numerous times how loud that stadium is. The optics on TV of that, I've never been there personally, but people that have been there, the stadium looks amazing. And it represents, like, the Vikings. It looks like a, a Viking ship. And to me, the Bears stadium needs to, like, feel like you're walking into Chicago Bears Landia. It has to have that feel. You know what I mean? So That's I just hope Kevin Warren... That, if he's going to be able to bring that to Minnesota, can bring that to the Chicago Bears fan. Uh, that, that does take me back to being out in Arlington Heights on that night at Hersey High School, and they were showing the diagram of what this this whole complex is going to look like. And then, and then what I really checked out was when they showed us, there is the bridge, and there is the moat, and there are the paddle boats that Bears fans will be paddling around at 9 a.m. on a Sunday. And these Bears fans are going to be walking over here, and they're all going to be going to the stadium, and this person's going to have a latte over there, and this one's having a bagel over there, and this dude's grilling pan. I'm like... Just get me a quarterback. Get me get me a linebacker. Get me somebody who can sack the quarterback. Actually, if we're speaking in modern in right now terms, the paddle boats. The that paddle was, boats. That was truly unbelievable. They literally had a graphic of paddle boats. People paddle they had, boating. They had this on the moat, and me and Mark looked at each other and like it's very serious, very quiet. Everyone's listening, and it was like two high school kids. I couldn't, I couldn't take it. He starts laughing, and then the both of us start laughing to the point where we're making each other laugh even harder to a point where I'm, like, in tears but trying not to be loud with my laughter. It was I, I, I don't a think very any, funny I, Honestly, moment. I don't think anyone in the chat cares about our friendship. It's no, kind of I don't care. It was great. The whole <laughs> presentation was very impressive, but that part was hilarious. It was, it, it was hilarious. It, it was quirky. It was weird. It was. You'll get it right. I mean, that, that was just the baseline to what it's going to yeah. be. And Gary, to your question, how many finalists? I don't. I honestly, I, I'm not sure. And I look forward to speaking with the Hoger here. And and I, he has the link and everything. Stephen, we're good with it. Yeah, okay. So Adam's going to join us here. Uh, I know he's out to dinner, so he's. We're not doing the long hoag tonight. We're doing the short hoag. We're going to get a short hoag. You ready for a short hoag? <laughs> I don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> it's the short. Tonight we're getting the short hoag. I, I mean, it's going to be a very solid, exciting short hoag. I mean, they're saying, I mean, I don't, you know, hoag might have this information, but, you know, according to The Athletic, you know, yeah. John Greenberg doing a great job over there. You know, Colin Faulkner. Has from had the Cubs. two interviews for the Chicago Bears as president and CEO from the Cubs, chief commercial officer and EVP of sales and marketing. Uh, his wife is the president of business operations for the Blackhawks. So they're not just looking at Kevin Warren, but, you know, if you're seeing these reports, it's, it's fairly obvious he's a leading candidate. And this is a name we did hear early on. So it doesn't surprise me that we're hearing it now. Yeah. All right, as we uh, get ready for Adam, just a reminder that we want to shout out our friends in the ComEd world, ComEd Lighting, and their ComEd Energy Efficiency Program committed to helping families and businesses in the communities 
that we serve managing their energy usage and lowering energy bills. ComEd offering a variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades. This is what you want. You want to get involved here. Dial up your ComEd. Inquire about how to up grade your outdated lighting to the energy and money saving efficient LED lights. You're going to save yourself money. You're going to be more illuminated. You're going to be making the world a better place. All of this is going to be going on. Visit comed.com slash powering biz to start saving money and energy. To uh, And if you don't want to go that route, you want to go old school, start a project, contact them 855-433-2700. Or you can email them at business. E-E. There you go, buddy. <laughs> business ee at comed.com. Steven, business. Oh, God, I have to do it too. E-E. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, not good come enough. on. I can't do the squeaky thing that Braggs just did there. I don't know. Yes, you can. Too much brick juice for that guy. Business ee at comed.com. By the way, I rudely did not include Braggs in any of the reads tonight. Can you do Greenridge Farm off the top of your head? Uh, no, I can't. Well, then I'll do I it. I asked you to send it. He goes, no, I will not send these to you. I, 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 it, it, well, I like doing the reads. It's fun. Uh, sorry to deprive you, you of this. You are professional. Greenridge, sorry, Greenridge Farm is a Chicago local <laughs> meat and cheese company. You know this. Go to greenridgefarm.com to get their all-natural deli meat sausages and their famous meat sticks. Perfect for sitting on your couch. That's not in the copy, but I think they're perfect for that. Tailgating, happy hour, school lunches, doing nothing, doing something. You want these meat sticks. You want the all-natural deli meat. You want to pay attention when you're at Costco, Sam's Club, any Chicagoland grocery store, really, and uh, you're walking through that refrigerated section. You see the Green Ridge Farms. Just throw that in your your grocery cart and walk out of there and be proud of yourself right now you order any three meat products at greenrichfarm.com include a pack of meat sticks in your cart those meat sticks are of course free just put in the promo code chgo at checkout um Bragg's text hoag <laughs> because i'm getting like a green thing on my cell phone wow. and i just want to make sure that Maybe something's weird in my cell phone world. I just texted him, what up? That'll be good. Hey, where are you at or anything? Uh, just What's up? That, Did I put W-Y-A like the kids do? No, no, no. Sure. Do, do, whatever, do whatever you got to do over there. Uh, all right, this is what I want to do as we wait for Adam. And, you know, it's been a, a huge year for all of us at CHGO. What are you smiling about? What's what's? I'm just laughing about yeah. this whole texting situation. Yes, Chris Branham, thank you so much. <laughs> I usually listen to you all on Spotify, but I'm glad I got to finally catch you live. Hashtag Bear Dog. Oh, Chris. You're awesome, Chris. We appreciate it. Glad you caught us. And Ravi, what's up with you? My big homie yourself, my brother. Ravi. Uh, so it's just been a huge year for all of us here, and um, – you know, my first show was in September. When was your first show? Yeah, I think the first. We were know, all we were hired together. We were all hired together. I mean, the first show we did together were the preseason post game shows. Yep, that's right. And that's oh, in August. Kinda, that's I. I just right. lied. I just lied. I started doing shows before I was officially hired. Correct. You know, yeah. we yeah. all felt it was coming, so you know, it was exciting times. Trying to zip my lid, yeah. but yeah, it's been a fun and, year. And I and I was watching with supreme jealousy at the start, and 
uh, hoping that someday I would I would get to come on over, and it worked out for me, and it worked out for you, and yeah. as we've underlined tonight, we have a lovely friendship that is just it's amazing it's 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 uh there's nothing better than waking up in the morning and sending brags Greg, how are you <laughs> i hope you're having a great day um no it's but, been a, but, it's been a lot of fun being a part of this but, team but adam I, hogue and so, will and nick and Corey and carmy and then and us goofballs and Everybody that's brought us in with open arms. It's been a lot of fun. And this is the ground floor, right? You know, three wins, not a lot of fun trying to cover this season. Has been fun for as, as fun a three-win season as you can have. And I, I believe next year, year two of CHGO is going to be great. It's oh, going to be great. We had to lay the foundation brick by brick. Brick by brick. And now next year, we're going to start really building this house up. But So what, I, what I'd like to do, at least for a minute, on Bears After Dark uh, and f- f- appreciate everybody hitting the, the like button. If you enjoy rise and shine, <laughs> hit that like button uh, as we try to grow this. And thank you again for the 23,000 plus that are subscribing Absolutely. to our YouTube channel. But things you are grateful for this year, as we wrap up, things that have made you put a smile on your face as you look back. It can be on the sports World, you can be things that you're grateful for bears-wise. It can be things that you're grateful for in your personal life. It can be great things you're grateful for in your work life, in any part of your life. Things you are grateful for in the chat, we'll, we'll read them out. Braggs, what comes to mind? I mean, it's easy. I mean, this is a Bears show, right? We, we go off the radar yeah. every once in a while, but this is a Bears show. So what I am grateful for is we have our answer at quarterback. You know, going into this season, we did not have that answer. We did not know how the GM felt about this quarterback. We did not know how, what would be the future of Justin Fields with the Chicago Bears. And even a few games into the season, four or five games into the season, leading up to the Washington game, halftime of the Minnesota game, I'm like, what are we going to talk about the rest of the year? <laughs> they weren't doing anything offensively, and they were terrible. Then all of a sudden, an offensive explosion happened. You know, a realignment of how they run their offense. You know, QB-designed runs, different wrinkles into the offense. Justin Fields doing a lot of things on his own. Just incredible. Michael Vick-esque, you know, uh, runs week after week after week. Did <laughs> Are we playing with fire a little bit? Yes. Has it been as fun of a time watching a quarterback play for the Chicago Bears in my lifetime? 100%. I was two months old when the 85 Bears won a Super Bowl, so I didn't experience Jim McMahon or the Super Bowl Bears, and I know a lot of Bears fans are the same way. We didn't experience (laughs) 85. So for us to see Justin Fields do what he's done this year is revolutionary for Chicago Bears fans. So I am extremely grateful that in a three-win season, we were able to get not only our answer at quarterback for the Chicago Bears, but a guy that could potentially be a superstar in the National Football League. So, I, to me, I will that will never go underappreciated. I won't undersell that. That'll be something I lean on as I go into the offseason and look forward to next year. We have a goddamn quarterback with the Chicago Bears, and I could not be more excited about that fact. Uh, well said. A little bit on the obvious side, but I like it nonetheless. Uh it's but it's but it's but it's, it's but it's honestly let's well, let's fist pound this one. It's a miracle. We with the Bears 
have a quarterback. It's it's uh, break cheese. It's it's yes. Uh, <laughs> Three one two Goose Island. Love you guys, uh, Bulls. That was an amazing Bulls game last night. Uh, I'd like to personally apologize um, to perhaps Matt Peck <laughs> and and Big Dave and and and, um, and Will Gottlieb and Bulls fans and Kyle Mark K Mark K Bulls fans everywhere. Uh, I got a little. I'm 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 on my side at least still half, but I got duped last night by by Grayson Allen. Like I thought that Bulls fans just in their hatred of Allen sort of came over the top on where he just got pushed and he actually wasn't trying to do DeRozan any harm, which I don't think he was, but he clearly was trying to sell it, which is nauseating and he deserves to be called out for that. So I kind of my first tweet was like, "Come on, man, he got pushed. Let's let's not let's not freak out on Grayson Allen." But the reality was is that the dude was trying to sell it. Yep. And uh, I talked to Patrick in the in the locker room last night, and he was like, "He's like, I didn't even extend my arms. You know, I told the ref I'm 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 strong, but I'm not that strong." Right. So I just don't like people in life who tru- who try to get things that they don't deserve. Who. F- you know, who try to BS you to, to get to swell their wallet and or their status and or get a call on a basketball court. No likey. So, so I is this what you're grateful for? No. What I, <laughs> thank you. Rewinding back to the topic, I got off track here. What I, it, uh, to answer your Bears thing outside of what I'm grateful for with, with, with the quarterback. Uh, I, I'm going to be, I, I'll go a little just in my own personal experience with the Bears this year. I am grateful, and I walked around the locker room a little bit yesterday, and I gave Dom Rob a fist pound, oh. and I gave um, Armand Watts a fist pound. The, the Bears, we, I know we got to win more games down the line here and get to the quarterback more and all that, but the, the Bears honestly have a, just a great group of dudes in that locker room. And they've been they've been great to me. They've been great to CHGO. Um, so, I as as challenging as this season has been for the Bears winning football games, they have been first class. Yep, first class. And uh, I I would bet is the phrase dollars to donuts. Is that is that the phrase dollars to donuts? That is rise and shine. Dollars to donuts. That's gonna <laughs> that's gonna help those who do make it through this offseason and stick, it'll help them going forward. Um, so that's, that, that would be, that's I one mean, Chris, underlining Chris thing. was echoing those sentiments. We put it up on the, on the show here, you know, although it, it hasn't been a good season, he's grateful for a team that didn't just roll over in any game speaks volumes to what's being built and what will be accomplished next season. And I, I completely agree. Carm basically echoing those sentiments with, what the vibe is in the locker room. Most three win teams are ready to rip each other apart by this end of the, by the end of the season. And those last few games, they're packing their bags and planning their vacations. This team continues to compete. You'll see it again on Sunday against the Lions. I have no doubt. And that is a testament to the players for not letting go of the rope and the coaching staff for starting to build this culture that they're trying to install here. Uh, that I think will carry over into next year, regardless of the win the win total. It's uh, to me they don't work hand in hand. They they will have 
an emphasis on winning that doesn't carry out because of all this losing to me won't carry over into next year, but we're going to have to wait and find out on that. Well, that's a conversation for a different time, but I will just throw it out there right now. Uh, I hope that Ryan Poles, I think I said this the other day, but I'll say it again. I hope, I hope beyond hope that he is looking at this as a two year project in essence. And He's looking at the free agent wide receivers this year. He's looking at the free agent wide receivers next year. He's looking at how he's going to manage his money. He's, going to, he's looking at the fact that Justin Fields is going to be going into year three, and you still have year four, and then you have year five. So, you, uh, yes, time's getting a little bit short, but it's also there is you do have a little bit of a runway here. So you do not have to spend every cent this offseason. I hope they don't – I hope he just – give me a – a little bit of a long term that we're going to fix this, this, and this because this is the this we have an opportunity to do that now, and we are going to be patient and wait for the future, and we're going to do we're going to have a, as great of a draft class as we have. We're going to let that develop, and then we're going to assess what our needs are going into next offseason, and we're still going to have financial flexibility, and we're going to crush it right there. Well, I mean, that's the whole idea of this top two pick, right? The potential of being able to trade back and add draft asset assets for years to come. Not just this year. You yeah. could potentially get a first round or a second round pick next year. So that is going to set would, the tone. Which would also be interesting, by the way. Right. I so, know, I mean, I'm to a, your point about you know, polls having a two-year project, that pick could set that up. And I don't think that the Bears, they have a lot of holes. They need a whole front seven, maybe minus Jack Sanborn, so six of the seven. They need four, potentially four or five of their offensive line. They need another wide receiver. They have a lot of holes. We know this. But at the same time, when you watch the way they've competed week to week and come just short against some of the best teams in football, the Eagles at home, the Bills 21 to 13 to end the third quarter, they don't have to fill every single hole to be a competitive football team next year. Right. The Lions this week, I think, are a perfect example of everything the Bears can be next year. I don't think that that's an unreasonable expectation for Bears fans. Right. Well, there's here's a question for everybody out there and, and uh, people I'm grateful for, by the way, at CHGO, which is a very long list, but Joey Spath is in the comments right now. So shout out to Joey, who's been phenomenal. is a great teammate. has been phenomenal to work with and given me and you some love, which is uh, appreciated Zen. and not necessary, but thank you. Um, Robert Friel, what's up, my friend? Say no April Fool's Day, Friel. I'm, <laughs> I'm grinding on these great takes every damn day. Thank you, Kyle Waddle. What do you think I'm doing over here? Carm's just over here waiting for somebody to pass out and hit the deck so he can take their ticket to whatever game. <laughs> <laughs> I am thankful that I got to see Michelle Obama and, I, and, and, and the dude at the ticket office hooked me up. And I feel sorry for that dude that yes, went down. And I, mean, I hope that he's best still alive. Wishes, obviously, but got to get these jokes that, off. That, that, uh, <laughs> that was a fun show. By the way, uh, I don't know what's going on with the Hoger right now, so uh, I texted him. Yeah, I'm a little nervous, but we're here. We're here for a while longer. We're just gonna keep talking until the end of the night. So, <laughs> I mean, Hawks and Blues are underway, I think, or if, if not, they're about what's to. What's Stephen? You know, our super producer. What is he thankful for? Yeah, this season? Stephen. Let's hear you, brother. 
I'm talking just Bears football here? No, no, no. Whatever anything. you want. Dance floor is open. Man, for me, it really was Justin Fields. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest, and I, I hate myself for saying this, I did not think he was the guy. I really didn't. After, after year one and after however many, what, five games or so, I wasn't optimistic. I'm like, here we go again. We're going to be at the top of the draft. We're going to take a shot at Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud or someone, and we're going to be right back in the same situation we were Dude, at the start of last season. You were not alone. I, I, I'm, open, I'm open up the chat on that one too. You can admit it right now if you didn't think that he was the guy because I'll be honest. I, was, I wasn't saying that he wasn't the guy. But I wasn't like, I am 1,000% on this train. He is the guy. I needed to see, like, I, I was fully skeptical that Ryan Pace, swing and a miss, no chance. I just didn't think there was any scenario where we were going to have a six to seven game often, offensive explosion from the uh, Minnesota, Miami, Detroit, Atlanta, you know, then he gets hurt against Atlanta. But to me, that stretch of games, I never anticipated. When you watch the way they called plays to start the year, I did not think that we would have such a definitive answer. I didn't think we'd have any answer on Justin Fields. Like I said, those first few games of the season, I'm sitting there like, they're, they're going to have to consider drafting a quarterback if they're picking top five. Now that isn't even in the question at all. They... Justin Fields is their quarterback of the future. They will not even be looking at one quarter. That is such an advantage that I think Bears fans can't appreciate is typically when you pick in the top five, especially the top three, you're taking a quarterback. And we don't have to do that for once because we have a superstar as our quarterback. That is a huge advantage that I think Bears fans completely underestimate going into the offseason. I do have one concern, though. If you look at the top of the free agent market for wide receivers, it's Jacoby Myers. That really doesn't move the needle for me. So, I mean, I don't know about you guys. I feel like we do have to spend one of our top picks on a wide receiver. No, no one is going to be excited about the wide receivers in free agency. That's just so, which is part of the reason why I'm saying like, hey, let's look at this as a two-year deal. The wide receiver class for 2024 is way more interesting than 2023. And yes, uh, hey, Ryan Poles, let's not pass on whatever George Pickens is out there next year. You got a hit on that one, dude. Uh, that that would be very nice to see. Uh, what's up, John Davis down in down in Big Big D? Appreciate you, brother. And uh, let's see here. I just saw go back up there. I saw somebody that I wanted to give some love to. Oh yeah, Jeffrey, you're a funny man, Jeffrey Calvert. I appreciate you being honest. I was a Trubisky diehard. I'm not a. I'm not good at predicting <laughs> good quarterbacks. I was in on true. I was in on Trubisky. I'm not going to hide from that. How long did you stay on the Trubisky train? Until um, the end? No, not until the end. I mean, we knew the writing was on the wall. In that, when they picked up Nick Foles, I was a big advocate of let Nick Foles be the backup. Let Trubisky finish out the year and let's see what you have and then move on. I was also a big advocate of, hey, if you don't think he's the guy, which a lot of us did not, draft Jalen Hurts, fire Matt Nagy, bring in Lincoln Riley, who was Jalen Hurts' coach in college. Bears weren't willing to be that aggressive like other teams are. Like if you see the Cardinals where they took, you know, a number one pick in the draft, got him out of there, brought in Kyler Murray. The Bears aren't like that. They're going to wait and see. So – I understood why they didn't. At the same time, I was pushing back on it. But yeah, I was I was a big Trubisky guy. 
I, he was such an anti-Jay Cutler to me. Jay was a terrible leader. Mitch was a guy that embraced that leadership role, whereas Jay had more talent. Mitch did not have the talent. So now we finally got – I mean, to me, everything happens for a reason, right? Because if they had drafted Deshaun Watson, I mean, look where things have gone with him. You know, who knows if how it would have worked out with him here in Chicago. Because, like, everybody wants to say Mahomes – but it was Deshaun Watson that they passed on for Mitch Trubisky. So the fact that they did, now you look at Deshaun's career. I mean, I don't think anybody's complaining about Deshaun being here. And now you end up with Justin Fields. Hey, everything happens for a reason. I'm not complaining. And that's where we stand right now. So, you know, but we, you know, you brought up the wide receiver, you know, market here in the offseason. Mark and I were texting about this. And the last week or so, it started to become this thing now where any wide receiver brought up, we're immediately like, Bears, Bears, we're going to pick him up. You know, T. Higgins, Devontae Adams, Mike Evans, DeAndre Hopkins. You know, it doesn't matter who gets brought up. Maybe we can talk about it later. Uh, but to me, maybe they get tricky and go outside of free agency and look for a tricky trade to, to bring in a wide receiver one. Uh, and skip that free agent. Uh, I'll, I'll take T. Higgins all day. I just don't want to pay a ton for him. But you're talking about a back-to-back 1,000-yard receiver. Who's young. Who's young, going to be going into year four. The pro- and, and I'm not saying he's a one, but he at least you know 1,000% he is a legit two, which you don't know right now about Chase Claypool. But I did. I will say this. I got a little bit. I got a little excited today. A little bit of confidence in Chase Claypool, saying that he's not sure if he's going to play this week, but he is super excited to just get going with Fields now and in the offseason. Yeah, it's a contract year for uh, Chase Claypool. I like I, I like contract year players, <laughs> and I, I I like the talent. I like the I like the want. I like the I like the partner that he has in Fields because we know that Justin's going to be working his ass off. So. That's all exciting. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, with the news of Derek Carr being benched, Bears fans are looking well, at Devontae Adams. You know, we put something out on CHGO Bears with a little edit of of Devontae Adams. And Devontae wasn't happy either. He was wearing the college shirt because that, that was his quarterback in college as well. Right. So. And Luke Getze and him have a really good relationship stemming back from Green Bay. So, you How know, good would that feel to rub it in Green Bay's faces too? Oh, oh we have Devonta Adams now. Right. So, but that takes two to tango, so we'll find we'll find out, you know. I mean, it's going to be an interesting dynamic when it comes to some of these potential trades, but I do think they're doable. We once traded for Brandon Marshall with two third-round picks. Could that be something that's a reasonable expectation for somebody like DeAndre Hopkins. I don't know, but that's what this offseason is going to be all about is Ryan Poles getting tricky and finding those kind of guys. We're going to have Adam Hogan in a second here, and, uh, yeah, we can continue that conversation. Shout-out to our friends at Game Time Tickets. Download the Game Time app and get yourself the best seats for the best price to wherever you want to go, shows, concerts, Bulls games, Blackhawks games. I'm actually staring at the – Bulls and Pistons for tomorrow night. Planning on taking my niece and planning on paying through the nose, which is no fault of game time <laughs> tickets, which is disappointing and nauseating. Uh, but 
you can get uh, great value. You will get the best price in the secondary market at Game Time Tickets. 15 million people have downloaded it. It's it's really cool when you go through the app. But like they they give you a, they they sort of they take the stadium as you've seen here and they show you exactly where the seats are. Um, it's a nice little feature that you don't that I don't. They do it in a way that's a little more user friendly uh, than you get at other perhaps. Uh, you know, options that are out there. Download that t- thing. Download the app. Game time tickets. Make yourself a happy person and get yourself going to wherever event, concert, show that you want to go to. All right. Adam Hogue is ready. A phenomenal piece once again on all CHGO.com about Kevin Warren. Hogue taking time out from a family night to join us here on Bears After Dark. What's up, my brother? How are you? What's up, guys? Appreciate you uh, saying that. Uh, everything sound good here? Just making sure. You sound great, and just to give you some love, I thought you're, uh, you know, not an easy day for anyone yesterday honoring Jeff Dickerson, who amazingly has been gone one year. Um, who anybody who know knew JD loved JD. Yep. And um, tender day out at Hallis Hall yesterday with his parents there, and Cole Komet getting the honor and. And Hogue sitting in the big chair, which put a smile on my face. It was like the general manager, the president was up there. But you, you did a great job, my friend. It's a little intimidating. You don't realize until you get up there that, like, the lights are on you and you can't really see everyone in the crowd as well as you think you can. But, no, I appreciate you saying that. Um, Cole Komet was a deserving winner. It was awesome having J.D.'s parents there. Um and, you know, it made my day just to see them have some smiles on their faces on what was a, a tough day. Yeah, and, I, you know, it was just, I was watching his parents sitting there. I just, it's got to be all, all, all the emotions going on. Um, but uh, just uh, I think it's got to be great for them just to see how much uh, – great is probably the wrong word, but at least I'm sure they appreciate how much their, their son was, is, is loved by uh, those who knew him. Um, but so, at any rate uh, – just a, just a, just a, just a first-class job by Adam Hogue. But, all right, let's talk news of the day here. Did you know this Kevin Warren stuff was coming, and, and what's your reaction? No, I mean, he would have been on a list that I would have, you know, put together and been like, hey, at least ch- let's check in and, and uh, see if he's interested in coming back to the NFL. Um, you know, typically those – those power five commissioner jobs are so well compensated that, um, you know, it's not necessarily a job you leave once you get in it. Um, but I think this is a, a, a special circumstance for a number of different reasons. Um, I mean, you tell me which direction you guys want to go first. You want to talk about why this is, would be a good fit for the bears or why he might, you know, be wanting to get out of the big 10 right now. Let's do the good fit first, because I think that'll excite Bears fans the most. Yeah, I mean, so this the reason why he would have definitely been somebody that I would have reached out to early on in this process is because of um, really all the things that I had known and was told when the Big Ten hired him in the first place. Um, and I, I covered his press conference uh, when he got the job and actually had a chance to talk to him a little bit too, Kevin Warren, when he got when he got the Big Ten job. And, you know, he was very impressive, um, came off as a very uh, welcoming and, and uh, you know, nice person. Uh, you know, granted, 
it's just really one strong interaction like that where I've been able to talk to him. But that also was something that like he was really highly thought of by people within the NFL that I trusted when I was like, hey, what's, you know, who's Kevin Warren? What's this guy done? Now, the part that I think is intriguing for the Bears is everything he did specifically with the facilities. Now, just so you guys all understand his background, 21 years in the NFL, his last 15 was with the Vikings. But at one point, he held a vice president of football administration title with the Rams when they won the Super Bowl, St. Louis Rams with Kurt Warner. Um, So back in the day, then he goes to Minnesota and eventually rises to become their COO, chief operating officer. And really when it came to U.S. Bank Stadium, which if you know the whole history of how that stadium came together, it's pretty remarkable um, that it's as awesome as it is. Because like Chicago, Minnesota had decades of stadium issues, politics, all the things behind the scenes. And so, um, Carr, maybe I give you a little glimmer of hope because I could tell you 15 years ago, I don't know that anybody in Minnesota would have thought that there would be one, let alone two great stadiums built in Minneapolis, one for the Vikings, one for one for the Twins, because it certainly didn't seem possible. Now, I still you, think that Twin Stadium would be better off with a roof, so it's the only thing they didn't do, but it is a great stadium. And U.S. Bank Stadium is honestly my favorite stadium in the NFL right now. Did you hear what he just said? Because what I heard was that, Carm, this dude, Kevin, might come in here and realize, you know what, why would we leave the city? Why can't we build a sweet little community right here on the lakefront that people are going to build, pay all sorts of money for? And by the way, that, 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 that guy, Carm, and Hogue and Braggs over at CHGO, <laughs> they had Lori Lightfoot on, and she's open to it. So we're going to make a sweet deal that no one sees this thing's going to turn in a way that, 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 that no one can predict right now. Now, here's the but. Now, here's the but, though, because I don't know. I, I don't know this off the top of my head. I can do some digging. But he didn't He went, He went. didn't become COO until 2015, and, and by then the plans were well in place. Um, so I don't know how much credit he actually gets for, well, you know, negotiating <laughs> how that all came together. Now, once he had that job, he did oversee um, the financials, the construction, the, even part of the design the Vikings give him credit for. So he was, I mean, he really was overseeing all this and not just U.S. Bank Stadium, but the the Vikings also have an outstanding practice facility in Egan, Minnesota, out in the Burbs. And that was built more like um, what, I think the bears want to do at their stadium with a real estate development around it. Okay. So, and that part, especially intriguing to me because when you look at Arlington, you look at the project, the three of us were all there that night in September as they unveiled all this, like that's the part that really is like, okay, well, if you hire Kevin Warren, he walks in that building and is immediately the most qualified individual within the organization to get all this done properly. And just the fact that U.S. Bank Stadium and that practice facility, I think they call it Viking Lakes, uh, the real estate development around it in Egan, uh, really all came together and is so well praised by everyone in the community. I I mean, I think that really um, right there alone gives you a lot of confidence that this is a good fit with the Chicago Bears. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't want to bury Carm's excitement here, but it just kind of reminds me of you can't when <laughs> it's not possible. But when the Bears were looking for different head coaching hires, and the ones that didn't want to invest in Jay Cutler, they were like, "Okay, well, you're not going to be our coach." To me, there's no way they're going to hire a president that's not invested in their Arlington Heights plans as deep as they are into it. Like you said, what we saw at the town hall meeting to be that detailed with their presentation certainly wasn't something that was a maybe it to, it to me read that this is definitely happening. So whoever they do bring in as the president is going to be on board with this Arlington Heights plan. Do you agree with that? That's logical. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think, I think that, on the list of things that you're um, talking about in these interviews and, and researching with your candidates. Um, I mean, there's no doubt that other than Justin Fields and making sure that this is a franchise that turns a corner and wins football games. I mean, this Arlington Heights project is number one on the list of priorities, um, not just because of, they need a new stadium or whatever, whatever, but because, you know, financially it can be a huge moneymaker and also instantly increase the value of the franchise, um, you know, for a potential sale down the road. So let me ask you this, cause that's great. The bears are going to get more rich. I don't care. <laughs> All right. And, and, and if we're going even further, I mean, if I'm going to go to a Bears game, I'm going to go if it's a great stadium or I'm going to go if it's a bad stadium. And, I, and I'm going to enjoy myself because I like going to sporting events. So I'm not even worried about that aspect of it. What I, but what's interesting to me is the, who, you know, the Bears need somebody in this position who knows how to make hires. If Ryan Poles doesn't work out, I don't think we want George McCaskey doing this. He said himself multiple times that this is not his forte. You know, he's more that he's just a fan. So I, I'm curious, like Adam, when you look at, at Kevin, do you do you see him as somebody who would be qualified to step into that side of the job? If if they because it, it could just be separated out, but we never really exactly knew who did what over there. Well, and that's a that's a great question. Um, you know, he was definitely more on the financial and legal side of things. He has a legal background. Um, now I do know that the Vikings credit him for restructuring the organization over there, um, and being at the forefront of, uh, workplace diversity and the Vikings have over the years. And this started, I think with that restructure, um, that Kevin Warren was a part of been, uh, a big proponent and not just proponent, but actual example of women getting jobs within the organization and advancing too. I'm talking even on the football side, scouts um, and, and things like that. So um, now does that answer your question on can he hire a general manager if you're in that situation? I don't know. And I think that that would be one of the, you know, first questions right away. Um, remember now that Ryan Poles reports directly to George McCaskey, not to the team president. So when if you make this higher where's the team president i mean is he on equal footing with the gm are they both separately reporting to george mccaskey or do they go back to the structure how it used to be where now the gm reports to your new team president i don't know the answers to those questions right now it's still too early to know um but yeah fair point like i don't know i i 
Yeah. Can he hire a gentleman? Now he's a he's got a basketball background. He's been in sports his whole life. I do know that like he's been in he was in the league for 21 years, right? And um going to the college ranks and being in the Big Ten, I don't think necessarily um you know takes you away from any of those relationships you've built. In fact, I think it only strengthens kind of the crossover between you know, college football and the NFL at the same time. Um, but I think it's a fair question you brought up. I mean, uh, you know, on, on paper, you know, Ted Phillips moved up through the organization. He was an assets and accountant. This guy's got way bigger chops. So, yeah. I, I mean, it, it's it's an exciting name. And Colin Faulkner's name is out there, too, from the Cubs. I don't know. I mean, do you have any idea how this gets out? And here the ESPN's reporting it and – are they floating it out just to see what the reaction is? So that before they hire him, or like you know, it's it's curious to me when how these things work. I never quite understand that part of it. Yeah, I mean, like you know, there's always a reason something's coming out, right? Um, whether that's coming from the Bears or coming from Kevin Warren's side, I don't know. Um, but no one shot it down today. The Bears put out a statement that translated to "We're not confirming or denying it." The Big Ten put out a honestly a rather hilarious statement that was a lot of words that essentially said Kevin Warren talks to a lot of people is essentially what that statement was trying to say. Um, I, I don't know. What I do know is Pete Thamel, who originally reported this today, is the Adam Schefter of college football. Okay. When Pete Thamel puts something out there, it's legitimate. Um, and Schefter himself immediately retweeted it and pushed it out farther. Um, so, and again, no one really denied this today. So if, if I had to guess, this is probably where Pete said it is, you know, at the finish line, essentially. And I think that Kevin Warren's probably, unless uh, something drastically changes here, definitely the favorite for the job. Now, I think that brings us back to why he would want to leave the Big Ten. Yep. Um, you know, I think it's worth pointing out that the job that Kevin Warren accepted back in 2019 is way different now, right? Like, um, college football's changed so much. There's the NIL situation has changed. The NCAA doesn't have the power it used to really to me like these power five commissioners are the most powerful people in college football and that could be viewed as a good thing or it could be viewed as a as a larger headache um i can tell you that like when he took that job he didn't know that his first real test was going to be to navigate the COVID 19 pandemic and i do know that there's a sentiment out there that his lack of familiarity, and I put this stuff in the column today too, so if people want more information on it, but the lack of having an NFL guy in there to communicate with Big Ten power brokers, the chancellors, the presidents, the ADs, right? To have a new guy in there that didn't really have those relationships, I think contributed to some of the confusion, some of the indecision at times, and how you ended up with that situation where you canceled the season or postponed it to the spring and then essentially enough coaches 
players even like Justin Fields who started the petition kind of created enough buzz parents. Yeah. And I think Kevin Warren underestimated the idea that, okay, if the big 10 shuts down, everyone's going to shut down. Well, the sec said, no, we're still playing football, which put the big 10 in a bad spot when their own coaches and players wanted to keep playing. So I, I do, I, I don't, this all is a long way of saying like, I don't, and I was told this right away today by somebody I, I, I trust that if Kevin Warren leaves the Big Ten to go to the Bears, I don't know that the athletic directors and presidents are going to be that upset about it. Um, and maybe, and this is now just fully speculation on my part, maybe they call Jim Phillips, who they probably should have hired in the first place, and he's willing to leave the ACC to come back to the Big Ten. I don't know, but obviously that's not really a controversial take there. It seems to be an obvious phone call that you would make. Um and and maybe the Big Ten gets back on track. Not that they're not on track. I mean, he has at, adding UCLA and USC. And those are big moves. TV deal that's going to help every one of those athletic directors. Eight, eight billion dollar television deal. That's that's something. So you know, it, it's it's not like Kevin Warren hasn't done um, you know some powerful important things for the conference in this role. But I could also certainly see why, okay, everybody involved in this, including on the Bears' side, would be like, maybe he's better off going back to the NFL and and continuing to do what he did so well with the Vikings for all those years. I mean, do, do you think there is any weird – you brought up Justin Fields was at the head of the petition to get Big Ten football back on track. They go to the college football playoff. You know, do you think that is is that like like is there any weird wrinkle to that that he's going to yeah. come in here and Justin Fields was at the head of kind of going against the grain with what he was you know directing the Big Ten to do? Yeah, I doubt it. You know, I, I do think there's there's probably still some friction maybe between some of the coaches and ads and 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 Kevin to some extent, but you know. I, can you really, really be mad at a you know twenty-one-year-old kid for wanting to play football and and honestly using his platform and and his um, own power um, before NIL, right to um, to make a powerful move and and honestly save the season. I mean that ended up being a relatively entertaining season, even though games were canceled. That Big Ten championship game between Ohio State and yep. and. Uh, and Northwestern was entertaining. Northwestern was right there in the first half. So I, I can't imagine that that's like a lingering thing. Um, and, and if it was, I would, you know, question the maturity of the adults uh, involved in that, right? Now, that being said, if Kevin Warren ends up in a position where he has to sign off on a, a massive contract extension for Justin Fields uh, a couple of years from now, I mean, that's at least kind of funny. There's, there's some good irony in there. That I, 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 I was one of my favorite parts of your column. Like, and there it is. The dude that tried to shut he flexed, down. He flexed on him. Is, you know? Yeah, is, man. Is giving Fields $50 million a year. Let's hope that that's what it gets to in a couple of years when they realize that, well, we got to keep this guy because we just won a Super Bowl with number one, and we're certainly not letting him get out the door. So 
Here you go, buddy. Five hundred I mean, million and, for you. And everybody's saying Kevin Samuels is the reason why the Big Ten did. But don't you feel like that's more than just a one-person decision with everything that w- that went on when COVID shut the world down? You know, in early February, March, and then you go into you know football season and and just the uncertainty of how to how to handle it. Do do you put that solely on the decision of Kevin Samuels, or is that a is that a decision that's made by more than just one person that, you know, responsible with the Big Ten? Uh, well, Kevin, yeah, Kevin Warren. I, I, Warren, I'm it, sorry. Yeah, no, it's not It's not just him. I don't, um, you know, and I haven't been closely involved enough in, like, the, you know, commissioner, AD relationship. I haven't covered college football that deeply in years. But, like, I don't think that stuff can get signed off without the approval of, chancellor's presidents right. um, with the ADs involved too. So um, I think it was more so whatever his involvement in it, was it rushed, you know, was it, and I think I go back to even, I'm trying to think in my own mind, like when that news came out, I feel like they thought that everyone was just going to follow suit and that, and that didn't happen. And I think that's what kind of backfired and it kind of put the big 10 in a bad spot. So, and you could certainly understand why the coaches and players wanted to play. Um, and, and to Northwestern's credit, you know, Ohio State, as, as far as I know about this, Ryan Day was heavily involved. Justin Fields was heavily involved. But on the Northwestern side, Pat Fitzgerald, too, um, as, you know, as one of the elder head coaches and most respected guys in the conference, and the Northwestern doctors, um, as well. I mean, they, they kind of, they were able to come up with a plan that with testing and studies and whatever research they could come up with as fast as they did, this was all still 2020. I mean, this was all happening really fast, like on a daily basis, but they were able to come up with what we now know in hindsight was, was probably more than enough to, to play safely. And I think not, we didn't know all this then, but you probably could have even had fans in those stands, right? And right. and now this was all pre-vaccine, so it's okay that they didn't. But you know, they I still think that it's impressive that they ended up coming up with the plan that they did and getting as many games played as they did that year. It was the Wild West. Nobody knew what was going on. There was right. no roadmap yeah. for it. I mean, it just you, there's no there's no way that feels logically can blame Kevin Warren or or vice versa for Warren blaming a college kid that wants to play football. I'm not worried about any of that. Um, Adam's going up to Detroit, so we're gonna let you get out of here. But uh, and you got family stuff. But I, I people keep on mentioning Cliff Stein uh, yeah. in the comments here. That the, the contract negotiator, right? I mean, what is is. Uh, is there anything that we need to add on the Cliff Stein conversation here? Part of this equation? Yeah. I mean, he's been with the organization for a really long time. Um, former player agent, uh, by the way, so is Kevin Warren. He started, he was, he was an, a player agent, which I think, um, I should have probably brought up when you asked me about potential interactions with having to hire GMs and stuff like that, like that experience, even though it was a long time ago, I think is relevant. Um, but yeah, Cliff Stein has handled negotiation, contract negotiations on the Bears side in the past. Um, during the Ryan Pace era, it kind of took more of a backseat and was more just general counsel uh, for the organization. When Ryan Poles took over, they asked him to again handle contract negotiations. Poles ended up making a, a hire too. 
um, a much younger guy that has been le- learning and I think has kind of taken over that now. Um, it's a little murky, but Cliff Stein, I believe, is also like – and I, I actually don't know Kevin Warren's age off the top of my head either, but, but, but Cliff's sort of, to me, more of like a guy – if you hire him, how long is he actually going to be in that position you know, before he wants to retire? And understandably Warren, Warren so. Is 59 for the record. Kevin Warren's 59? Yeah. 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 That, I mean, if, of... it, if it were you, Adam, and you were making the decision, you were George McCaskey, who would you rather have as president of the Bears? A guy that is more versed in money or someone that's more versed in football, like Trace Armstrong or Gary Fensick or Peyton Manning, as I've said for years? Would you rather have the money side, Cliff Stein, you know, Kevin Warren, or Colin Faulkner, or the football guy? Oh, I think I'd rather have the money guy, to be honest with you. Um, but I think it depends what their backgrounds really are. You know, like, I'm not going to restate everything I've already said, but, I mean, this dude's highly responsible for building, in my opinion, the best stadium in the league. Like that's, that's, that's incredibly important. And it's not like that's the only thing he did. He, he, you know, when it comes to hiring and restructuring organization and and the Vikings do a lot of things right um, as an organization that the bears, you know, have failed to do over the years. I'm talking about stuff that's not on the football field. I understand they haven't won a super bowl or anything, but yeah, I, I think you're, you're hiring a team president and a CEO that doesn't necessarily have to be a football guy. And, and I think the ideal situation is you have that great money guy and then your GM knows what he's doing, right? <laughs> and then you're good. Then you're set. Um, so maybe that's what the Bears can successfully create here with the tandem of Kevin Warren and Ryan Poles. All right, Hoke, travel safe. Appreciate the time. Uh, Who's going to keep us on track on I'll, Sunday? We'll, I'll do, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a challenge. Um, <laughs> uh and and by the way, this is just a bearing the lead here. That that's a little heavy on the way out here. But I just think it's I think it's I think it's nice that all of a sudden the Bears are like the most progressive organization in the NFL. You got an African American general manager, uh, African American assistant GM. Now they're going to hire a president as a black guy. And by the way, we haven't. It isn't even mentioned. Like I, I'm I'm just bringing it up here. It's it's like oh well. The times are changing over here. It's like it's 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 kind of it's that part of it is is, is very cool to me. So, at any rate, great stuff on the piece, dude. Uh, people should read it, all chgo.com. If you want the details of everything, basically, that was said here in the written form, go check it out. And uh, we'll talk to you Sunday, brother. All right, guys. Sounds good. Have a good yeah. night. Yeah, there he goes, Adam Hogue. Uh, I think I've underlined that piece enough, but, it, but I, I had a great time reading it. All right. A uh, couple things that we, we got to do some bookkeeping here. First of all, our, our friends at DraftKings – I've mentioned this, but if you haven't done it, uh, the NFL playoff picture is coming around here. It's going to be the go-to place for the wild card round, uh, DraftKings Sportsbook. Okay, that, mm-hmm. that's going to be coming up. But right now, before we get there, right now you bet $5 on any NFL game, 150 bucks in free bets, my friend. That's what goes on here. I like it. All right, you, you, take, you take your whole NFL level, your whole NFL life, to the next, to your Sundays, to just a, just a, just a, 
Makes it that much better, right? $5 bet, you get 150 in free bets, and you do need to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and put in that code CHGO, CHGO. Take your gambling slash profit-making life to the next level. All right. Um, whew, I can take a deep breath. I think we need a. We, I think we need a. I think we need a mood changer. And there was something that Braggs wanted to play uh, from the great Dan Campbell. I know what I want to know what Steve's got over Steve's there. Steve's got. Uh, I got a big sandwich. I call a, it a McSteven. <laughs> um, a McSteven. I'm eyeballing that McSteven. Um, <laughs> it'll be gone before the show's done. I promise. Yeah. By the way, getting it. Um, yeah. It's okay. I don't need to mention that. But uh, <laughs> well, now what? Now you got us. No, I'm getting. I'm getting, a, I'm getting a text from somebody who's saying that we should go uh, do a dual visit and go see uh, Harry Tynowitz, who's in the hospital in January. And uh, shout out to Harry, who is probably not watching the show, but maybe we'll get back to him. Uh, Harry put out a video out at the end of the year. He's he needs a liver transplant. He's got a heart issue going on. So a lot going on over there. I've done radio with Harry. And I think everybody knows that name from uh, Max Yurko and Harry days. So a uh, shout out to my guy, HT. I hope he's uh, handling this as best as he can and, and get well soon, my brother. Yep. So, One of the best radio shows this city's ever seen, Matt with, Yurko with, and Harry. With, 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 without a doubt. Maybe the best. I, I, I think it's you certainly can make the argument. Um, all right. Speaking of one of the best, Dan Campbell getting killed by the Carolina Panthers and going to <laughs> midfield yes. uh, a- after the game uh, and just owning that. I love Dan Campbell. That, you know, we just got our ass kicked and the Panthers killed us. Um, and Steve Wilkes, congratulations, head coach Panthers. This, this was the moment with Dan, Dan Campbell and Steve Wilkes on the field after the <laughs> Lions got smoked. Absolute ass kicking. <laughs> I love this guy so much. 37-23 Panthers. Uh hey, he when you man. get your ass kicked in life, you gotta own it. Yeah. You just do. He loved it. You could like it wasn't even like a facetious statement. He honestly loved it. He was like, he gave my team a wake up call. Thank you, sir. I mean, honestly, that's how he is. Like, I mean, just watching him from hard knocks before the season, he is one of those guys that's always gonna like look on the bright side of things and and use it as a rallying cry. And seconds into that loss being over. He's walking and thanking the other coach for the ass kicking he gave him. Well, I don't know if he understands the standings because he doesn't really have that much, <laughs> much of a. There's no leeway here for the Lions. I mean, they still got a chance to get in, but they got to beat the Bears, which I might pick the Bears to win on Sunday. I can't tell you. you do, Detroit's oh. defense is straight atrocious. They're like they're in their bottom five in everything. You know, I was watching Nick and Will do their CHGO Bears show here yeah. on thir- uh, today that they do every Thursday to preview the game. And, and Will DeWitt, who is our research connoisseur here at CHGO Bears, he brought up an interesting stat where he said 
the Lions have only won one game this season when they turn the ball over one time or more. When they don't turn the ball over, they win. When they do turn the ball over just once, I think they're one and six on the season is what Will said. That was an interesting stat. Now, they're playing at home. They play very well at home. The Bears the last few weeks have kept good teams close, but it has been in unbelievably cold weather. Now they're going to the Dome where everything's on a fast track. I, you know, I can tell. Nick at least admitted it. He said he's picking the Lions this week, not to give away, you know, our picks, you know, but he did do it earlier today, so I'm not giving it away. He did. And he was angling because he's trying to jump Adam Hogue in our final rankings for our picks this year. So I kind of feel like that's what you're doing. If you're leaning Lions and picking the Lions, I feel like you're trying to angle your way to the top spot, which will remain nameless who that person Braxton is. first, <laughs> and, um, and it's, it's going to take a miracle to unseat him. But I feel right. like that's what – I don't even think you believe the Lions. I feel like you're angling to try to – you're playing the – Well, I've got multiple angles. Number one, I do want to chase you down. Number two – I said on the show this week against Hogue that uh, why are you giving the, the Bears 0.0 chance? And so then if I go out and pick them and, and it happens, we all know this. I, I don't need – I mean, we all know that I don't need to prove anything to anyone, Carm Genius, but this will be another, yet another Carm Genius moment. Well, we both called the New England game. That felt great. That was the last win the Bears had. Damn straight. Uh, that was a long reach. We're so far away we, from we, each other. We bet on the Bears in the mini buy. Yep. We bet on them coming out. Yep. And How the hell did we get that, that right? That felt great. Well, I mean, it just set up for them. Yeah. We, we, yeah. Re- we rewind back to that day. We had a lot more players at that time that were healthy and still had Roquan and think we still had Robert Quinn. I can't remember anymore. It's been so long. But I would have labeled this game against the Lions as a trap game for the Lions if not for the Lions losing to the Panthers and Dan Campbell walking to that sidelines going, what an ass kicking you gave us. Thank you, sir. Like, I think they're going to come in with a sense of urgency, you know, coming back home, coming off a beat down against Carolina, I think that they'll come in with it. If they had beaten Carolina, maybe they'd be feeling themselves a little too much and Chicago would catch them at the right time. Now that Detroit's coming off a loss, I don't know. I mean, maybe they're playing with a little bit of nerves because they know what's at stake, a potential playoff spot. But at the end of the day, what we've been through time and again, these eight games where Adam always bets against the Bears at halftime when they're leading by a small margin and then the Bears eventually lose, is they just don't have the talent to play for four quarters against legitimate teams or really any team for that matter. So, you know, no, I am not picking the Bears this week. I mean, we all know where I stand on how important I feel those that top two pick is. The Texans are sniffing around trying to give us that number one pick. That, to me, holds a lot more value than winning these last two games. And I know Matt Eberflus and Justin Fields and the uh, all these guys are talking about, 
you know, finishing strong, that's great. That's what they have to say. What they actually believe, I don't know. Maybe they're giving the company line, but if they, you know, one game, okay, I can live with that because the worst they can fall is to four, and maybe I'll live with that as stupid as I feel like it is. They win both games, which is not going to happen, but just for the sake of conversation. If they did, I mean, I will, I will, I will be upset. I literally will be upset uh, about that. Of course that. you will. You know, and it's hard for me to deny that. You know, I understand we're all Bears fans. We want them to win. But, you know, at the same time, I we are so close. I haven't been rooting for them to lose all year. We're just so close here at the end. Let's just rip the Band-Aid off and enjoy a top two pick. Feel better? A little bit. No, hey, I'll feel better after this week when they lose. Then yep. I'll just let it go. So, I'm. by the way, shout out again to our friends at Game Time Tickets uh, because I'm sitting here watching the market as I'm listening to you have your meltdown over there for, <laughs> for, for, for Bulls and Pistons tomorrow, which apparently people just want to go to this Bulls and Pistons game. So I better I might have to buy my tickets at Game Time before Game Time, which is, of course, an option. You can also wait right up until Game Time. Uh, but Game Time Tickets has been, down, has been downloaded 15 million times. And you can be in probably 60 million by now, but uh, the best way to get value for your Bulls, Blackhawks, Bears, Cubs, White Sox, whatever concert you want to go to, whatever you show you want to go to, is through Game Time Tickets. You can download the app and or go into our YouTube description, and you can see right there the ability to uh, the way they just line up the stadium for you. They show you the row. It's just very easy. You see exactly where the seat is. Um, but yes, if you buy the tickets through our YouTube description, it is a super big help to us here at CHGO. So we appreciate it. Uh, and we also appreciate our friends. It's a cool graphic too. I like it. Know? Like Shut other websites, the graphic isn't as detailed to really give you the layout of the stadium. It, it the, yeah, it, it shows you, it just, it, it makes it, it makes it very basic and easy. I like it. Um, and to our friends at FOCO. F-O-C-O, what's up? What's up, FOCO? Is there anything better in the bobblehead sign slipper? Braggs has great signs. Uh, hoodies, get decked out like Damar with the apparel from the leader in sports merch and collectibles. That's right. That's what I said. The leader in sports merch and collectibles. Perfect gift for the football fan in your life. FOCO's got you covered with the hoodies. Uh, to fight that Lake Michigan breeze, which we've got in Kevin Kata, head of contents uh, office over there, that we put on our guy Austin, who had a great time out at the tailgate. Best coverage of your favorite team. You got that right here. Get fitted out in the best sports gear. F-O-C-O.com. Click the link in the description below. All non-presale items. You put that promo code in, C-H-G-O. You get 10% off. Braggs? Yeah. Anything you? else you want to get out there before we say goodbye, buddy? No, I mean, happy new year. You know, when we, we come back on Sunday, it'll be 2023. So happy new year to all you guys. Enjoy your New Year's Eve. I, uh, we got college football on Saturday. If you're a Bears fan, you are rooting like hell for C.J. Stroud to have the most unbelievable college football playoff of his life. So we can keep driving this quarterback market up. Will Levis have the game of your life. So we can keep driving this quarterback market up. 
Let's have some fun. Well, and, and speaking of that, just because I want to give everybody love here because I love DraftKings so much. Fans, tradition, glory, nothing more thrilling than the college football playoff, especially when it comes down uh, that national championship is going to be coming around the corner here. So uh, $5 bet on college football, $150 in free bets instantly, win or lose, win or lose. Did you hear that? Win or lose. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that code CHGO. New customers, $5, $150 in free bets instantly. CHGO only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Nebraska beat the brakes off your yeah, Iowa Hawkeye. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Basketball, sorry. Yeah, yeah. 66 47 Nebraska over Iowa and college hoops. His Braggs is watching this game right here. Uh, I'm going to be there uh, after the Bears on Sunday night, buddy. I'm going Northwestern Ohio State. Okay. Okay. One of the, I want you to come to a cat game this year. Okay. Maybe a Purdue cat game. Sure. Come on out. You can, see the number, you can come see the number one boilers. Hey, William Kane, Robert Frio, Gary Ross, Kyle Waddle, Chubbs, Chubbs 82. Chub, what Chubbs. up, Chubbs? All y'all, KCL, sorry but not sorry. Renewable, rechargeable, you're an MVP. Uh, thank you so much. Knowledgeable, untamed. The Duke, he's not here. The Duke's not here. But That's still, the, he deserves a shout uh, out. My heart hurts when I don't see the Duke, but. Um, and my wallet's going to hurt taking my niece to the game tomorrow. But I love her so much that she deserves this. So we're going. Bulls, Pistons, Bears. Bears. Game time. All right. Thanks for watching. Can't wait to see you in 2023. Be safe on the New Year's. We'll be here for pregame at 11. Myself, Braggs, and uh, Nicholas Boreano. Hogue's going to be up in Detroit. I believe we're having our guy, Corey Wooten, as well. It's going to be an awesome show. So, Happy New Year, everybody. Be safe. We'll see you in 2023. Thank you again so much for all the support. You're awesome. It, it means a lot to all of us. It means a lot to me. We'll see you next year.